This is episode number 326, Tuning In to Savoring. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about high performance and well-being, and I'm your host, Sonia. And if you're new around here, I am a world and multi-time national champion in mountain biking, and I still race professionally. I'm a health and mental performance coach, a writer, a mom of two little kids, and I own my own business. And if you're not new around here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're back, and I'm so grateful that you are a part of this awesome community and that we get to learn and grow together. Something fun that I just experimented with was using Inside Tracker's DNA testing. And if you've been a listener of the show, you know that Inside Tracker has been a sponsor of the show for quite a while. And if you're not familiar with Inside Tracker, their algorithm analyzes both your blood work and your DNA to give you insights into your weight, sleep, healthy aging, performance, and so much more. Inside Tracker looks at the data from over 40 biomarkers to drive science-backed personalized recommendations to help you reach your goals. The really interesting thing about adding in the DNA testing is that you get an additional level of insight. And that's something that I read today, my report, which was 48 pages full of really interesting information. I got to see certain biomarkers that could potentially be compromised due to genetic factors And then paired with my blood work, I could see if I was optimized based on my diet and lifestyle choices. And it was really empowering to see that you can optimize these things based on things that you can control like your diet and lifestyle. So if you've done an inside tracker test, or if you want to try their DNA test, make sure you go to insidetracker.com slash Sonia to get 20% off. And I highly recommend checking out their ultimate test and their DNA testing. It's always great to get a baseline, but then it's always more important to continue seeing how things are changing over time and how things like sleep, diet, and exercise impact these trends. So go to insidetracker.com slash Sonia to get 20% off. If you're enjoying my podcast and especially enjoying the solo podcast, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter where I do a deep dive into all topics about motivation, mindset, and performance. That brings me to today's topic. And it's a topic that I think about a lot and that I've touched on in some of my writing in the past. So today I wanted to take it out into the spotlight and talk about it in particular, and that is savoring. Savoring is a potent way of extending positive emotions and is an evidence-based method of improving life satisfaction and well-being. Wow, that's pretty powerful. So savoring is like lingering a little bit longer in a moment that brings you joy, gratitude, hope, interest, pride, love. These are all positive emotions. And why does that help us feel better? Why does that make things better? Positive emotions are a pillar of well-being and generating more of them makes you feel happy. As researcher Barbara Fredrickson states in a 2001 paper, Positive emotions are vehicles for individual growth and social connection. And as you'll see shortly, lingering on these fleeting moments pays dividends. Taking the time to savor broadens how you view yourself and how you view the world. It impacts the lens at which you look around you and how you scan the world. Interestingly enough, savoring can have internal or external circumstances. I'll tell you about different ways you can add savoring into your day that is as simple as a quick shift in your focus. It's not something that you have to commit to doing for several minutes at a time. It's just something that you have to periodically remember to do just for a second. 
So I mentioned that savoring can have external or internal circumstances, and it's about being present in those environments so that you can focus on positive emotions. Savoring comes from your interpretation of the environment and what is unfolding around you. How many times have you missed on things that were going really well or that felt really good or that could have potentially felt really good because you were too busy focusing on all the things that weren't going well or all the things that you wished that you had? Simply paying attention and being mindful in the present moment can help you savor even more. Savoring can be as simple as spending a couple of extra seconds enjoying the feeling of a warm hug or a cup of coffee. It's not only the enjoyment of those things, but it's the acknowledgement of those things. It can be so easy to give someone a quick hug or to down that coffee because you need your caffeine in the morning, but just spending an extra second can make a really big difference. Details, sensations, and actively choosing an optimistic lens for viewing the world will also enhance savoring. What you pay attention to ultimately dictates your life experience. A quick mention on optimism and positivity. Looking for positive things happening in your life is not the same as ignoring all the hardships and challenges. So for those of you who might have been rolling your eyes when I was talking about positive emotions, it's not about pretending that the negative ones aren't there. It's about the meaning-making process where optimism can be your greatest tool. And now back to Barbara Fredrickson in her book, Positivity, which is a book that I love and highly recommend. She says, but keep in mind that eliminating negativity is not your goal. Even when positivity doesn't eliminate negativity, it still unleashes positive dynamics. So that's just something to keep in mind. There are a landslide of studies showing how savoring boosts overall feelings of well-being, relationships, how it decreases anxiety and depression, and can add extra support in stressful situations. Fred B. Bryant and Joseph Veroff wrote a book called Savoring, A New Model of Positive Experience, if you want to go deep into it. And it's a really fascinating book. And I'm going to quote Barbara Fredrickson one more time before we get into how to savor. She says, Beyond merely accepting goodness, you can learn to relish it, deeply appreciating each facet of its pleasantness. If savoring is new to you, learning to do it well can multiply your positivity threefold as you extract more heartfelt goodness. That probably sounds pretty good, but how do you actually do this? So there are three main ways to savor. You can savor the past, which is focused on reminiscence. You can savor the present, which is focused on savoring the moment. Or you can savor the future, which is based on anticipation. So let's go back to savoring the past. It's about thinking about things from the past that brought on positive emotions and thinking about memories. And that is a great way to savor. You can go back and look through old photos. You can talk about memories with other people and things that you used to do. You can just think about things that were fun from a different year or from the past. Just spend a little bit of time. Whenever you are trying to savor in the present moment, you can bring extra attention to how much you like the people that you're with spending time with a pet. You can savor the beauty around you. You can appreciate the kindness from a stranger. And of course, let's not forget savoring food. Savoring experiences can lead to feelings of awe, which I've talked about in the past and how important awe is to our feelings of happiness and life satisfaction. When you savor the future, your anticipation of something good, you are looking forward to something that you're excited about. And that also brings on positive emotions. And if you want to take it a step further, you can visualize and dream about your future in vivid detail. Visualization is so powerful in sports. We use it in my health coaching. It helps you get really clear on what you want to have happen and to really focus on that. 
And putting that out there and thinking about that in great detail actually helps make it happen. That's not to say that just wishing on a star and imagining something that you want is going to make it happen. But creating a picture of what you want will help you understand the actions that you need to take and help you be more more motivated in order to get there. You may have noticed that these examples tend to fall in three categories. Savoring experiences, savoring something that happened leading to a positive emotion, and savoring a response to an event. In a book chapter titled Nurturing the Capacity to Savor by four leading researchers, they actually identified 16 empirically-based interventions to enhance savoring. I picked out a few that are other actionable ways to savor that are more specific. I love talking about concepts, but then making sure that they are key takeaways so that you can start practicing these. And I noticed that after I did my research for this article in particular, I'm already somebody that leads with gratitude and perspective in my life, but after doing the research for this, I noticed that savoring is something that I'm doing even more just by having it be in the front of my mind. Okay, number one is think about three good things. Write down or talk about three good things that happened during the day. In addition, think about why those things felt good and notice any themes. And this is similar to a gratitude practice, but it's more broad than just gratitude. And it is really key to figure out why those things felt good to you. And this three good things technique was coined by Marty Seligman, who is one of the original founders of positive psychology in the late 90s. Next is kindness. Thinking about personal acts of kindness you did for someone or acts of kindness that you received from somebody. Another technique is dedicating time to reminisce on past positive memories and experiences. Another one is recognizing personal achievements as well as how others were a part of your team to help you achieve something. And this one can be particularly helpful for those who struggle to celebrate success. And I know that I fall in this category and a lot of people I've talked to feel the same way. So making sure that you take time to savor those personal achievements. Another one is visualizing positive events likely to happen in the future. Another is taking mindful moments to see what you can appreciate in and around you in that moment. And another one is to connect and share with others so that savoring isn't just something that you do by yourself. Something to note is to keep a light touch on savoring. If you start overanalyzing and overthinking why you savor something and how and get all up in your head about it, it can actually reduce positive affect. Up until this point, everything that I've talked about is inspiring to me, and it's also well-documented in the literature. An additional point to savoring that I want to add is one that I haven't seen yet when you're reading about savoring, and maybe it doesn't quite apply, but I think it's important. And it's about savoring difficult moments. I've actually written about this before, and I linked to it in the show notes for you in regard to being in the middle of a bike race and just wanting it to be over. And I think the example I gave was at Cape Epic, which is a stage race in South Africa. But how many times have we worked hard for the opportunity to try a challenge? Like maybe it was a race or even a job promotion. But when it gets hard, we start wishing that it were over. And we start wishing that we're done with this project or that we're at the finish line. Being in the moment is hard sometimes, especially when it hurts, especially when it's challenging. But trying to find gratitude in that moment can help. You can savor other elements of what's going on, even if it's uncomfortable and you want to be done. Examples are, I signed up for this, I trained for this, and I'm lucky to be here. This is what I dig it to do to know myself best. And personally, that's why I love endurance racing. You can say things like, the views are beautiful, and just look around you and try and take that in. You can savor that. You can look at the people around you who are pushing themselves and doing it with you at the same time. 
Or more succinctly, you can just say to yourself, this is what you came for. If you're doing something that you worked hard for, but it's hard and you want to get to the finish, this is what you came for. So try to find some ways to savor it, even if you're uncomfortable. So this goes back to savoring experiences, savoring something that happened that led to a positive emotion, savoring a response to an event. And you can be doing those things. You can be finding things to savor, even if you're in a really challenging moment. I think about this with parenting sometimes. There can be really challenging moments. And in those moments, I try to find things that I can savor that are sweet, even if it's just for a second. And the overall tone of the experience might be one that you don't really want in that moment, but you can still find little stars that you can savor. I wrote about the mantra, this is what you came for a while back, because I love how there's a texture of acceptance for what is happening when you try to savor something instead of trying to wish it away. I actually included an excerpt here from an article that I wrote that was more broadly about the happiness horizon and how we place our happiness in the future and default to saying things like, I'll be happy when. And here's what I wrote. And some of it will might sound like a little bit redundant, but overall you'll get the picture. Remind yourself, this is what I came for. When you do an interval workout and you are suffering and just want it to be over, that discomfort is actually what you came for because it's how you improve. If you're doing a sport or at the gym, this is what you came for. If you're a parent raising children, this is what you came for. It doesn't necessarily make it any easier, but a simple mindset shift maybe makes you realize that this isn't going to be perfect or feel good all the time. It shifts you from avoiding discomfort and into a mindset of accepting the discomfort as normal, but also as impermanent. Another note is that we often look back fondly, even on hard times. I hear people say some of their favorite times in their lives were when their kids were little or even when they were in the thick of it, in the thick of a very challenging, voluntary situation that they were in. We look back fondly at these moments, but sometimes when we are in them, we want to speed up time because we wish things were easier. Savoring the challenges and knowing that later this will also be a moment or maybe a handful of moments that you will fondly reminisce is powerful. So to take this a step further, someday in the future, you might be looking back savoring the challenging moment that you had. So how will the future you feel if you savored the moment? So the bottom line here is that savoring is important because it boosts life satisfaction, well-being, and enhances positive emotions. It can happen when thinking about the past, present, or future in experiential and cognitive ways. Adopting a few different methods to actively practice savoring can make it easier to become automatic and become something that you just do regularly. And picking ones that resonate with you. And again, I gave you a few examples, but there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. And you can even learn to savor in your own discomfort. Savoring isn't about ignoring negative or stressful feelings, but it's an acceptance and meaning making when they come up. And oftentimes, as I mentioned, you might be looking back at these hard times and reminisce about things that were going well or things that you learned or how fun it actually was. That's it for savoring. If you are interested in mental skills to boost your athletic performance, I released a course called the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy that goes into everything you need, like in extrinsic and intrinsic motivation and how to balance those, self-talk and optimism, how to set goals, how to deal with race nerves, and so much more. You can find that at sonyalooney.com under Mindset Academy, or you can go to moxieandgrit.com, M-O-X-Y and grit.com and check out the Mindset Academy. If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to share it with your friends as that is the best way to help it grow. 
We always appreciate seeing your takeaways on social media and for your donations on PayPal and Patreon. And also, thank you to those of you who are leaving reviews. I've seen a couple new ones come in and I really appreciate it because I know when you're listening to this podcast, you're out and about doing stuff and it's hard to remember to leave a review. So if I can just ask for one and that might help you remember to do it next time, I'd really appreciate that as it helps this show find others. I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. And as always, I'll see you right back here next week.